are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for making this first your first listen of the day. As always, brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is an acronym. You should know that by now. Look it up. All right. With John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. Arizona advances to the Sweet 16 in dramatic fashion against the TCU Horn Frogs. Everybody's talking about, you know, Ben Matherin. So I guess we'll start with. No, but you know what? I don't want to start with what everybody else is starting with. No. I want to start with what I want to start with. What here. do you want to start with, Mike Luke? It's your podcast. I want to start about the forgotten man here, Christian Coloco. Uh-huh. 28, 12, and 3. People are talking, rightfully talking about Matherin. Christian Coloco is the one that kept him in that game in the first half. Huh. 28, 12, and 3. That's that, that's a good performance when you're the forgotten yes, man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, he had he had an exceptional first weekend in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and on one hand, that's good news for Arizona getting into the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. And perhaps from a long-term standpoint, a little bit more confusing about his future at Arizona. Right, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, that's the type of thing. You worry about in the offseason, his improvement. It's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. And his improvement in the offseason or or throughout the course of even this year has been absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, he he has stepped up. He's played well. He's helped Arizona be the good defensive team that it should be, even though in other capacities there uh, have been struggles. But, yes, he absolutely was. Arizona – found a mismatch and was able to feed it. And uh, Coloco was the benefactor you know of that. So, and he did not disappoint, which was good. You know what's so impressive, good. too, about it is how many games have we talked about where Coloco will have 16-9, but we're like, dude, if he just caught the ball or finished, he'd have 25. Mm-hmm. This was that game. <laughs> this was that game, yes. This was that game. As Bruno has gone from trying to chomp John <clears throat> Schuster's face mm-hmm. to coming around to the other side of the table looking for Cheap 99-cent spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little meatball there. There's a little bit of... Bruno doesn't think that we know what he knows what he knows. <laughs> yeah. Bruno, we know yeah. what you're up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're nice on to nice your... We're on to your... We're on to your scouting effort here. Uh, he's You're not doing a very good job listening no. to instructions. But that's all right. We expect that because you're a dog. Unless you're trying to tell us something. Yeah. Oh, like giving may- us woeful eyes. Maybe, oh, my. Maybe he's telling us, don't bet on the Detroit Pistons. That would be a good idea. That would be a very good idea. But Coloco, though, on a serious note, that was a that was a performance for the ages by that big man. Yeah, and uh, and and Arizona, like you noted, needed all of it, including the dunk at the end that sealed the deal. Right. Uh, so it was uh, it, it was an interesting performance as a whole, and and one of those games that we're not going to forget for some time, regardless of whether Arizona plays one game, four games, or somewhere in between right. on the rest of the year. Arizona's matchup with TCU had a lot of drama. Uh, incredible intensity and uh you know the cats were skillful enough fortunate enough maybe lucky enough possibly just good enough to move through whatever it ultimately was and it was probably all of those things you know what Uh, i haven't heard though The comparisons to 97. <laughs> uh, except I heard you making comparisons to 90. Oh, someone in, someone in your other platform yeah. made comparisons to 97. It wasn't me. It wasn't you. Um, apparently, uh, th- th- this was the best two-person performance 
Uh, at Arizona, there were only two others. Stoudemire and Reeves in 94 had a game like this, and uh, in 88, Elliott and Cook did. Really? So, yeah. So Simon and Bibby it's another like No. Uh, because the, the, the Simon and Bibby team a lot of times didn't score that much. Although, I guess Arizona only score, uh, scored one in the mid-80s last right. night, too. So, so, so I guess the lines are fairly similar in that regard. But I think they spread it away, uh, out uh, well enough to where you had, I think it was two over 25 points right. or above. Uh, so, any, and anyway... Um, it, it was nice uh, company to be in, and uh, a very likable team got a likable, dramatic win and hopefully can continue, although obviously things get a lot more difficult with Houston coming around. A Houston team that a lot of folks have said Arizona is now ready for because TCU is basically Houston light. If TCU is Houston light, Arizona had better learn how to rebound a lot faster. Mm-hmm. The last seven minutes of regulation were baffling right. to me. And largely inexcusable. Right. Uh, and, and that's one of the and many... these were easy putbacks every single time, it seemed. Arizona plays good defense. And, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, um, yeah, here comes a TCU guy in for a dunk. That can't happen. Right. And, and, and that is the entirety of how Houston functions. Right. Uh, so Houston is the best geometry basketball team in... In the collegiate field. What do you mean? And there's a um, there's an old Lute Olson practice exercise. I'm sure many other coaches did this as well. Where you put the white lid over the basket. Mm-hmm. So you play the you you play the possession. You take the shot. There's no way the shot can go in. The whole point of the exercise is to rebound the damn basketball. Right. And that's all Houston does. Houston is great at. Seeing, understanding where the ball, where the trajectory of the ball is going and what the odds are of it bouncing in another right. direction. And that allows them, in addition to their athleticism, to get to the spot faster than teams that do a more traditional blocking out right. style. Arizona had better learn that and, and, and be up to the challenge in that regard or that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and TCU exposed something that I think we had seen occasionally that was a concern. We saw this in the Pac-12 tournament on occasion, where Arizona would give second and third shot opportunities. Right. Uh, but the performance against TCU in that regard was dreadful. Mm-hmm. And dreadful, especially in the last seven minutes. And this was the oddest thing about Arizona. That was one of the things we haven't seen this year. Arizona got up nine. TCU was tired. It looked like the Cats. This was one of those games where it was, it was going to be anywhere from two to four possessions the rest of the way. Right. But Arizona was going to be just good enough offensively to keep them at arm's length from that point on, and they were going to be able to advance to the next round. Right. And that, and then TCU stormed back, and it went from being a nine-point Arizona lead to, wait a minute, could Arizona actually lose this game? Right. Which was a really uncomfortable position from an observational standpoint, and they needed some big plays. Uh, obviously, the three from Terry, the three from Matherin. The three from Terry. Daily Terry is one of the most opportunistic, not good three-point shooters <laughs> Isn't that the you'll truth? ever see. Man, yeah. I mean, seriously, those shots go in when they need to. You know what else you need to look at, though? You were talking about tough times. Gas prices right now. Get upside. Get the app right now. Get upside. Now, promo code, again, sometimes I screw this up, so I want to make sure that I get this right. All right, promo code... Uh, let's see here. A lot of people think that we are a professional organization here. We're not. We're a college. So promo code SCORE. Save up to 25 cents per gallon on your first full of, your full, first full, of, that's what you want to do right there. I mean, it's really that simple. And let's be honest, Sean Schuster, that's something that you want to make happen. Without a doubt. I mean, it's really, all right. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We got some more to talk about, obviously.
Welcome back to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. All right, now let's get into Ben Matherin. Um, that last 10, 12 minutes of, and into overtime, that's, you know, if Arizona goes on to the Final Four, this is a man that certainly has etched his name into Juve lore right there. I can't ever remember a performance like that. Yeah, well, there were some. Maybe, uh, no, no, no. I, it's in the post-Olsen era. Um, maybe Derek Williams against Duke, mm-hmm. but that's really the only one yeah. that I can think of right, right there. This was that kind of performance. Well, right on, on this, yes, yes. There was there was no question that Matherin was the best player on the floor and played like it, mm-hmm. which Arizona needed him to do. He won. He, so he is an unusual case in that he goes through points in the game where it looks like he's floating or is disinterested or is just kind of out of touch or something, but. When the chips are on the table, holy crap! He wants to win, right? And 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 in those big moments, and he wanted the shot, and he wanted the shot, right? Yeah, and that and was, was very. You know what's another thing that's it's weird about him? He complains. He complains nonstop to the officials, but he never loses himself. Like I mean, in the flow of the game, he might lose himself maybe to the officials, mm-hmm. but he never really loses himself. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, it right. does because he doesn't somehow. Be, because in those situations, if you constantly complain to the referees that things aren't going your way, you're going to snowball that by making take, taking right. bad shots and digging yourself a deeper hole and make, right. make, making things work. But Matherin seems to have an ability uh, to make good plays even when frustrating things have occurred. Instead of piling on, he seems to be able to work his way through it, and that's something that I think a lot of, uh, you know, obviously a lot of Wildcat fans like would, to see, and a lot dub- of would NBA dub- scouts are going to enjoy. Would you have doubled him? It's, you know, I, I don't know that I would have. I don't think I would have because I didn't. And this is Ben Matherin stepping up. I don't know. I didn't know that Ben Matherin had that in him. I didn't mm-hmm. know that he didn't have it in him. But it's not like this is somebody that's you know won three straight games in the last second. You know, in winner go home situation. So. I don't have a problem not doubling him. It's, and, and, and the guy made what? A 27-foot yeah, three-pointer? It, it was an NBA <laughs> yeah, in was, contest it's, shot, right? It's, it's one of those things where you can, you know, you can make the argument, yes, to get it out of his hands and see if somebody else could have made the three. But if they had doubled Matherin, then there would have been another open shot on the perimeter. Right. And we've seen Creasa hit how many of those? Right. Even at one for ten, if you're an Arizona fan, you're thinking— He's made big ones before. Right. I mean, there, there's a possibility that he may just be able to do it again. You know, so, yeah, there were, it's, it's, it's not as easy as it seems. I'm sure the TCU folks are probably running that play through their head on a, on a regular basis uh, in a number of frustrations for them uh, late in the game. But, uh, you know, hey, so, sometimes, sometimes a guy makes a shot. All right. And you know what? It looked like if there was any kind of built bar influence out there, it certainly looked like a guy in Ben Matherin that had that. By the way, Bruno Luke looks like he heard built bar. He's mm-hmm. hungry. Bruno does not get built bar. No, you don't. You don't you're not allowed to have built bar, Bruno. No, you're but not. But you can tell that Bruno knows a good thing when he sees it. Mm-hmm. Bruno stays away when we're talking about the Detroit Pistons, and Bruno comes forward when we're talking about built bar. That's now right. Bruno's off to eat. Yes, because so, of the Detroit Pistons. Yep. Uh, starting to thinking, the ball. Well, maybe this is a little like built bar. The next step is going in for the kill right there. there. But again, Built Bar is where it's at. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats podcast. I'm Mike Luke with joined by John Schuster. All right, Schuster, let's talk. We're going to talk more about Houston tomorrow, but I did want to wrap everything up here. Got to talk a little bit about Azulis Tabellis. Um, this was a guy that, uh, it was a bad game. You know, it certainly isn't a, it's not a pattern yet. 
But all eyes are going to be on Azulis Tabellas that next game. Yes, uh, he was bad. And he shrunk in the moment. Mm-hmm. He's not the first person to shrink in the moment in an right. NCAA tournament game. He's not going to be the last. Right. The good news is he has an opportunity to redeem himself. Right. And sometimes during the course of this year, if he's played forgettable performance, there, there, there was that string where he was injured and clearly working through the ankle thing. But after a while, he worked through Tommy Lloyd kept him on the floor, and uh, he was able to uh, deliver very positive performances for Arizona. Um, and maybe... You know, he's obviously going to be looked to by Arizona as well. The Cats need him on the inside because they've got a height advantage against just about everybody, and just about everybody obviously includes Houston. But Houston's scouting report game plan, number one, is going to be beat him up. Right. Talk to him, get in his ear, be physical, elbow him a couple times in the back, double team him if you got to swipe at it in the early stages. Let's see how he reacts. And and we'll find out. What Tabellus, I think, may need to do to get back into the flow of the game is to try to get out and transition. He's really, and this sounds simple, but he's really deceptively good at running the floor. He is. Oh, he's very good. And and, and getting some open opportunities as a result in those situations. Maybe something as simple as that in the open floor uh, can help him to gain a little bit of confidence. Or maybe, you know, four days after hearing about how crappy he played, mm-hmm. he'll be pissed off and deliver a good performance. And if he does, that benefits Arizona. That benefits Arizona in a big way. All right. We will be back with you tomorrow breaking down the Houston Cougars. But for John, I almost said John Luke, but for John Schuster, <laughs> I am Mike Luke. You hear Bruno in the background. Bruno's starting to chow, as he always does when we talk. You've been listening to the Locked on Wildcats podcast.